Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what kind of criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody, but this season we're using the knowledge of our guest expert, Megan Yellowboy. Do you want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Hello, yes, we are talking about Disney Channel original movies, or DCOMs. Yes, we are in Group C, where we have the two seed, the juggernaut of High School Musical, going up against the 15 seed, Halloween Town, and then we have the seven seed, Smart House, going up against 10 seed, Cadet Kelly. Do you have a preference on where you want to start? Let's go right down the list. All right. So we have the number two seed, High School Musical, then 15 seed Halloween Town. Here's the deal. You don't get, without if you're not a huge pop culture sensation like High School Musical is, you don't get a South Park parody episode. You don't get, I was thinking it was a two-part episode. But you know what? You don't get High School Musical without, sit right down, take a seat, Nick, it's time for a treat. It's Cody's Cartoon Corner. Welcome to Cody's Cartoon Corner. I don't know a lot about much, but I know a lot about cartoons. And today we're going to go back back in time in the way, way back to machine to 1928 to what started it all. We're going to talk about Steamboat Willie. This is the first introduction of Mickey Mouse. This is what got Walt Disney running, Nick. Cody, are you a hundred percent sure that this isn't that, that this is going to be okay? Cause like 1923 in, in animation, specifically Disney, there's some things that we don't like to talk about anymore. Like does Steamboat Willie, if I'm watching on Disney plus, does it start with a, like a little info about like times have changed and we know it did not. We, it does okay. have a tobacco warning on it. That's all it is. Cause I watched it this morning. And it's only about six minutes long. Do yourself okay. a favor and give it a show. Here's the thing. We have to worry about, wonder about Steamboat Willie. It's about Mickey Mouse and he starts playing. A goat eats a guitar, uh, a ukulele, and then they rev the goat's tail around and it starts playing like a jukebox. And then he plays music on a bunch of animals. How do you tune animals? Also, he grabs a cat and plays it like a saxophone, then spins it over his head and throws it into a river. And we're just letting this happen? Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. From the 1920s? This, this is mean, 1928. It's like, uh, it's one of the first cartoons that was synced up with music. It was a very like revolutionary, groundbreaking thing. And it's what put Walt Disney on the map. Also, it's our first introduction to the villain Pete, which he doesn't really do anything villainous. It's more like Mickey took his mantle as captain and Pete just took it back. Are you guys familiar with this at all? So oh, yeah. For, for sure. Pete Pete is who ends up being like Goofy's nemesis, right? Yes. Slash just like neighbor, slash like kind of dickhead neighbor. Basically, right? That's yes. Pete. Correct, yes. You're That's correct. the same. That, what a, what a trajectory. You were the first ever Disney villain. First ever. Man, you're, you, your star had fall. You should have been always there. Like you and Mickey <laughs> should have had epic battles going into like the centuries. And just eventually you're like, oh, you're just kind of an asshole neighbor. That's what you ended up. Well, becoming. here's the thing. It originally, Mickey was the asshole. Mm-hmm. Like he was very, he was just like, I'm a mischievous mouse. I'm just going to fuck with shit. And like Pete's thing was like, the, I'm the captain of this boat. You're a pirate mouse. Get yeah, off you- my steamboat. He's trying to, t- and Mickey is not nice. He tries to kill this bird multiple times. And you know why the bird's laughing? Because Mickey does something funny. And the bird laughs at it, and Mickey's like, nah, dog, this ain't for you. Throws a bucket of water at him. Throws a potato at him and makes him land in the river, and they just leave him. They just leave this poor sentient bird in the river to die. I think what's 
because you kind of alluded to this when you said like this is the first time we see animation synced up to music and like it which is now so like by the time you know obviously we're all born in the 90s like this is you know we have over 70 years of watching that so it's not that groundbreaking i remember i mean i remember my first time watching toy story and being like wow that animation is amazing i remember watching spider-man into the the spider-verse and being like holy shit animation is like moving forward mitchell and the machines the mitchells and the machines recently fucking amazing animation but i so it's so weird though to imagine someone having that same reaction though to just <laughs> a music track synced up to a thing and they were like yeah. what the fuck is this this is the future we're looking at right now and you're like we because we just see it as history well yeah and i mean it's still like like i went to school for animation this is the this is the shit that i studied going through and just doing like frame by frame animation like it is so impressive and i i think it's still just a gorgeous art style in in kingdom hearts 2 one of the worlds you go to is timeless river where you're essentially you're back here you're back in the black and white in the game kingdom hearts 2 you're like searching for mickey and then you end up in Timeless River and like Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is there. Hell yeah. And so is he a you villain? Look, is he a, he, a... He's straight up just like running around and then you have Donald and Goofy with you and they look like Donald and Goofy look back then. It's so good. All the old timey like Clarabelle Cow, Horse Horse Collar. Oh yeah. All these all these old old timey uh, situations and it's like a really cool art style. And then I, oh man, do you guys ever play Epic Mickey? No. So Mm-mm. it's essentially the same thing. Except you play as Mickey Mouse and you go back into like this world that was created for um, Oscar. So Oscar the Rabbit was like, the first Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And then Mickey Mouse basically like took his fame. I did not, I did not know this. Oswald, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. That's what it is. Oh, there it is. Oh so just, yeah, okay, yes. Oh, they even look very similar, yeah. Yes, so, okay, so there was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and he did this little dance and that was like one of my like assignments in school when I was when I was learning animation stuff. But the, the plot of Epic Mickey is you were in this like, black and white world where Oswald is Mickey. Like Oswald gets, like there's a statue of like- uh, Oh nice, so Disney like, the script, like yeah. in the battle to the death for who gets the soul of animation, this is the one where Oswald won. Yeah, basically like this is what the world would look like if Oswald, like it, there's a statue of Oswald holding hands with Walt Disney. And the whole thing is Mickey, you're Mickey and you're there and you're flinging paint and paint thinner around trying to rebuild shit and get back to where you're from. And you keep running into these characters that are like, hey, don't you remember me? And as Mickey, you're like, nah, I have no fucking idea who you are. And they're like, like horse, horse colors, like, that's fine. Nobody really remembers me anyway. It's so sad. Oh, it is no. so sad to think about all of these characters that like were established and were huge at the time because of what they represented in that time of animation. Yeah. And they and just, then- yeah forgotten and then they made donald and then they made uh goofy and then they just kicked these motherfuckers to the curb yeah get out of here with your with your horse collar ass and I, it's all thanks to steamboat willie thank you cody for your cartoon corner can we get back to the show now that bastard pirate mouse <laughs> yep we can go back to maine hopefully right. mickey doesn't try to take our ship from us nick because this is the boat after all yes so here we are high school musical halloween town i mean i think What's crazy here is that, so for a little, I like a little bit of context, a little bit of history. So Halloween Town is part of like, is like part of that original core group, like the first ever. Without Halloween Town, Brink, Xenon, another one called You Lucky Dog, which had uh, Kurt Cameron in it, which is probably for the best that we don't have it here now. Um, (laughs) Dodge that bullet. 
Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you, uh, Megan, for not giving us that on there. To not a problem. But like, without that, you don't have the Disney Channel original movies, so you wouldn't have High School Musical. But High School Musical is obviously hands down the biggest one of like the popularity that it achieved. None of no Xenon the sequel didn't go to theaters, right? High School Musical two. Actually, I could. Am I over my skis on this one? Did High School Musical 2 just go to Disney Channel or did that no, one get No, High, Musi- High School Musical 3 was theatrical release. Was the, okay, so it's the third one, the, yeah. the trilogy. The great trilogy that is the High School Musical <laughs> franchise. I have not seen it, but. Uh... I, I remember, the, I didn't see it either, but what I know is that it, it synced up with my senior year of high school. And it's about their senior year. So I remember the friends that I knew that did go to it. Legitimately, my friend called me afterwards, Shay. And I just remember like, I don't remember, I don't remember if she said she cried, but she was like, I'm way too emotional right now about a high school musical movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm way too, I'm way too in my feels about a high school musical right now than I ever should have been. I was a little too old. I dodged that, not the high school musical was just like beneath my age level. 2006. This is, yeah. I, I think this is my, this was my exit ramp. Like I finally, mm. like I've been watching, di- so Halloween Town comes out in 98. This is 2006. So I have like a good eight year run with pretty much every Disney Channel original movie that came out then. Like, oh wait, that was appointment viewing, right? You find out that there's a new Disney Channel original movie. Your friends are like, you want to come to the roller rink? You're like, fuck you. There's a D, there's a new DCOM this tonight. I'm not missing that for shit. And then High School Musical came out and that was the moment I remember being like, oh, Maybe, maybe I'm out the game now. Maybe it's my time. Yeah, I I agree. I watched High School Musical and I remember when High School Musical 3 came out and they were like, it's going to be in theaters. And I went, oh, I'm never going to see it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, we, we, live two, <laughs> we live two hours from the nearest movie theater. My parents are not going to put in the effort to let me see this movie. Right. Um, I remember watching it though. I think this is around the time that I, I'm a few years younger than you guys, but I think this is around the time that I jumped off as well. I feel like Camp Rock came out and there was one called like Lemonade Mouth or something. And I did not watch either of those. And I remember being like, I don't think I want to watch. I don't think I want to watch any of these. I guess I'm, I guess I'm out. Yeah. It's like the moment where you become, you become the, like, like, oh, this is, this is growing up. This is what yeah, it looks I stepped like. out right before high school musical. I never actually saw the thing. It's, I I I know it vicariously through pop culture and damn was its pop culture footprint huge. Yeah. It was everywhere. Okay, so here's the problem that I have with high school musical. I probably have a few problems, so I'll probably say that phrase many times. But my first problem is that the whole thing is right. It's your classic, the jock, but he discovers that he has another talent. And so how will he decide who he wants to be? And the way that they discover that talent is that he goes and is forced to like sing karaoke. But the problem is that they karaoke a song that's an original song, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> karaoke is past so- is songs from the past. So how would you sing a brand new song, also titled The Start of Something New? You couldn't nail that closer on the head as far as a song title. Be like, well, what should the first song that we write about this be? I don't know. Well, we're kind of starting something new, right? With the characters like, that's a great title. He's like, oh, I was just, yeah, go with it. Yeah, I guess that's what you want the title to be. I don't know. I feel like we get a lot of indications that this movie is not set in our universe, right? Oh. Because you have a few things that are just real fucking weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're doing karaoke to an original song. I mean, obviously they were like, let's have them sing a song that we can monetize because it'll be new right. and original. But also like in the high school, there's a gigantic fucking mural or like banner that's just the star basketball players 
yes blown body shots of them in like different basketball positions and like the lead guy zach efron troy bolton he's right there in the in the front and it's like wildcats that's Get like some college like that's some college level shit like when you and now i'm talking like notre dame ku kentucky right. like that's the kind of treatment they get not some random high school in like, albuquerque new mexico this is just taking place uh, well one thing i th- i wonder because so part of my life is that I work for admissions. So I do go to high schools and I will say recently, like over the last like few years, I've seen this, the weird kind of like deification of your varsity athletes who are just, you know, for the most part, no one's D1 here. No one, you know, very likely <laughs> not going D1. No one's like, it's not like you, it's not like you have like LeBron James on your school team. You're like this kid's going to print money. Eventually we should maybe get a poster up of them. So people know he was here. It's like, no, that's just Trey Bolton. They're nothing special, but like that. I so I wonder if High School Musical started that that idea of that because like now I see it so much more, and it is so weird. It, yeah, you're that just is like very odd. Well, because I was at a we I was could at a we table. could give kids lunches that can't afford yeah, it or right? basketball mural. Or but also, we... it's like it's like okay, put people up there that have gone professional, like right. you, like like Megan in my salt mine. Yeah, like like <laughs> me and the me in the salt mine in Cody's house, <laughs> like yeah. the picture of me in Cody's basement. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's chill, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> Don't. Uh, she, I, I was her first there. dungeon master, and she went pro. So now I got a picture on my wall. There we go. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's it is one of those things where like I'm standing there at a table, and I look up, and there's like a like a eight foot tall poster of just like all the girls on the volleyball team, and you're just like, what are they doing? Like, that? like you're there down. for four, like because they didn't start it's as like year. freshmen, right? Well, it's yeah, each no, year. No, no, you no. What, new... what happens with the banner? Like who gets that? You you know, there's some fucking creepy guy oh, waiting for the dumpster for yeah. that banner, <laughs> just waiting for it. That's Every day he's out they're digging around because <laughs> he can't get in the school he can't get in the school let's be honest he's got yeah. a restraining order on that but yeah so i mean you are right also too megan that like i think you i think you're onto something that this is not this is not in a standard universe because of and i know that this is a trope so i but like the ease in which everyone breaks out into musicals and choreographed dancing at all like multiple times throughout this you're like Oh yeah, y'all are y'all. When did you have time to learn this? Is that orientation? Is that when like you all learned? You can't use that musical worlds. That is just. I always do this in musicals. That is just in their mind canon. You can't beat up the bush on that or beat above the bush. Fuck that. Beat up the bush. (laughs) Beat around the bush. You're still. It wouldn't even make sense if you said beat around the bush. (laughs) I'm trying to get to the point of beat a dead horse. Halloween Town. Are we gonna do anything with it? Is it? Yes. Yes. Yes, Because it's fucking awesome. I've never never seen it. So good. It's again. It's oh, Cody. All right. So again, I was a Cartoon Network kid. There, well, I mean, I was too when I was Nickelodeon as well, but like decoms, man. So again, we have our 13-year-old that discovers there's some magic shit in their family. So we have Marnie, who Kimberly J. Brown also had a crush on her, but her and her younger brother, and like, I think she has a little younger sister. Yep. Like their grandma comes, who who's fucking Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this cast, I'm like, you got the Deb? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. So she shows up and her mom's like, no, no, definitely not. And then the kids like follow her and she's got like the Mary Poppins bag and she like gets on this bus and then they follow her onto the bus and it goes to Halloween town. And it's like, oh, you're actually a witch. And they learn all about this cool stuff. And there's this whole town that's just Halloween. And like, what, how is that not every kid's dream? Have Halloween all the time, every day. And this is also in that era too, where like, we're not, 
using CGI a ton yet. The entire town, like you, there's no set that I've ever wanted to be on more than the Halloween town set. Which you can go visit. Like Wait, they what? Have, Wait, like they have, where? Oh, fuck. I don't know where it is, but like they have, there. there is a Halloween town set up. Yeah, Google that shit. Is a real place. Visit. Oh shit. They recreate it for people to come visit. Hell yeah. So bad in my life right now. It is in, <laughs> in St. Helens, Oregon. So there we go. If, if, if all right, well, I'm going to, we'll probably quit. I'm probably going to stop this episode now and get see how cheap flights are to St. Helens, Oregon. Cause I, all I want to do now is go to this Halloween town. That sounds so awesome. Yeah. And then like you were saying, like instead of CGI, you have a lot of like the practical effects. Benny, the skeleton cab driver. Yes. Like, everybody remembers Benny. It was so, so good. It's Alibar. Yes. I mean, it's, it has, for a lack of a better term, like it's just, it has the magic. Like it's just such a, I mean, also too, once again, you have, uh, like we said, you have that teenager who's getting to discover that there's something special about them. You know, so very classic Disney, Disney trope. But I mean, who didn't want to like find out that you were, I mean, this is also like peak Harry Potter time too. Like Harry Potter is like about to hit its big swing. So you are like, every kid is just on this wizard energy or witch energy and just like (laughs) begging. To like, I want to be like, just to find out someone comes like, hey, you have magic powers. You're like, fuck, I do? This is amazing. The, the okay. main difference I'd say between the two of these is Halloween Town had the soul and High School Musical had the money. You yes. were You were promoting High School Musical. It was these two attractive people who can sing. Halloween Town was like, these are these siblings that like discover something really cool and magical about their family and they're getting to explore it and everything's fun. Yeah. It, it very much, yeah, I think you've distilled it down perfectly. I It's tough because so many times I want to go with the more culturally relevant. So it's like mm-hmm. my Halloween I'll make Town I'll first. I'm going Halloween Town because I've never seen it and I want to. You guys made it sound fun. I want to go to this mystical world where I can look at giant pumpkins. Halloween Town bangs, dude. I, I think I, I, that's, I got, you got to. Absolutely. So I'm good. there. I'm there. All right. Well, we'll move Halloween Town on where it will go up against either Smart House or Cadet Kelly. Do you want to synopsisize? Okay, so I mentioned this before about the Wikipedia plots for these movies. And this is not a situation where like uh, Gotta Kick It Up or The Luck of the Irish where it's a one to two sentence thing. The plot for Cadet Kelly, I'll just let you all just take a peek over here at the depth (laughs) at which the lore that they needed to run through. I got to say, this has got to be the Hillary Duff magic of this all. Like, I mean, you have Hillary Duff at peak Lizzie McGuire. You have Christy Carlson Romano. Also had a huge crush on Christy Carlson Romano. Like she, like Ren and even Stevens loved her. So when she did this movie with Hillary Duff, yeah. It couldn't have been... The thing that I always thought though, you have your two of your biggest female stars on the Disney channel at this time. And I don't, the only thing is like, it's not that Cadet Kelly isn't good, but I was like, this is the movie you decided to put them two in? Like you could have made, it feels like there were so many other types of movies you could have done with them. They were riding the Major Pain b- b- train. You know, remember that movie Major Pain? They wanted oh, to yeah. get that rub. <laughs> No, I think it worked pretty well because it took the like, like, okay, like the whole thing with Cadet Kelly is that she gets, she she has to go to military academy or something. Cause like, I think her stepdad or like her mom's boyfriend. It's like, very, runs step, it. it's, yeah, it's stepdad energy. Yeah. Mom, yeah. mom marries Brigadier General Joe, <laughs> Sir Maxwell. Just so you know, like, if because he's a general, you just would call him Sir. Like, that's just the military. <laughs> like, it's middle, his nickname isn't Sir. That's a very, odd he's been nickname. knighted. I guess, but I don't think so because he's an American. So, dude, can we not be knighted? 
right? I don't think so. We get like a special designation, but we can't be knighted, correct? Nonsense. What's the point? I've only had one dream as of the last 30 seconds, and that's to be knighted. It's all and I want. That's never happened to me now. Yeah. I mean, you could just say it. That's true. Who's, who's going to fact check that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was knighted back in. Oh, yeah, I was in Europe. Was I saved cool. the queen. She knighted me. Uh, you don't hear much about it. She knights a lot of it. She knights and more NBD. people than you think. Yeah. But like this was this was Hillary Duff getting to kind of break away from Lizzie McGuire in the mm-hmm. sense of like, it's still kind of that happy-go-lucky, but Lizzie McGuire was fantastic as a series but it it was very much like she's a normal eighth grade girl and like you could absolutely day-to-day crazy situations you could vibe with that but this was very much Hillary Duff being like I am super happy and like she she does like ribbon dancing and stuff all the time and she's like everything is pink and fun and so it was like all right let's put her in a situation where everything is strict and like we tried to strip away happiness like you know the military and Christy Carlson Romano is like I am here I am structured this is important to me like this this life gives me focus and structure and i've worked really hard to get where i am and so you kind of see those two balances of like having a lot of like individuality stripped away but then also like gaining focus and clarity in your life and you have this like kind of facing head off between these two characters where christy carlson romano is like i'm gonna whip you i think she calls her maggot a lot yeah yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh... Can we talk about one scene from Lizzie McGuire real quick? Yeah, that, anytime. That ribbon <laughs> scene where she, like, gets the ribbon and she just starts mediocrely spinning it and they do it in slow motion <laughs> through a lens. So like, everyone like drops 80s, their jaw. Like, yeah. like, it's and like, like, like what foreigner the? soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of does like one like, little oh. skip, one little skip, and then the gym teacher like blows her load and she's like, This is our this is the best chance we've ever had for an Olympic level ribbon twirler. And you're watching it, even we watched it recently. It's she's not doing anything impressive, but they're selling it like it's the it's next in slow motion, of- so it's obviously yeah. better. I that seems wild. So my Lizzie McGuire story, if we're if we're all gonna share Lizzie McGuire story. I was running for sixth grade, like vice president or treasurer or something. And Lizzie McGuire had recently run for like eighth grade vice president or whatever. And in her thing, she says, ask not what you can do for your school, but what your school can do for you. Yeah. And I thought that would be a really cool thing to quote. So I said, and as Lizzie McGuire said, ask not what you can do for your school. <laughs> and it, it apparent people did not think I was as cool as I thought they would afterwards. <laughs> uh, it started an onslaught of verbal abuse that uh, I, oh. I, to this day, I'm like, that wasn't your best decision, kid. I mean, we could go back I would have thought it was cool, but I also wasn't the coolest at that time. So yeah. Yeah, probably I not what have, you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, would have been the first one to start the booze in the background. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You probably would have because it would have been eighth grade. You probably saw it. You just don't remember, but it was just some nerdy because they made us all watch. You taped your speeches ahead of time. They made us all just watch them on closed circuit TV. Uh, Anyway. We we need to talk about the best part of this movie, though, is that at one point, Christy Carlson Romano and Hillary Duff have a dance off. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, Cadet Kelly, (laughs) let's go. It has very similar energy to the the ribbon dance i mean at the end they also do a duet ribbon dance that also does transfer over into this movie from lizzie mcguire well, when you're that good you gotta do it Wait, there's a ribbon <laughs> dance contractually dance. obligated yeah, to ribbon because dance. that was that was i remember kid. the gun flipping like i remember this being the gun flipping stuff yeah I didn't know they do ribbons. they do the gun flipping thing and then they put down the guns and they pull out ribbons i think <laughs> i might be mixing up cadet kelly and lizzie this- mcguire right now <laughs> 
Is it? But maybe, I'm pretty no, sure that happens. It's probably a metaphor for peace and like, hey, we all yeah, need to put down our guns. It is. And... It is very much like these two characters coming together and being like, I'm going to take a piece of your world and you're going to take a piece of mine. There's a whole sub thing too where it's like, Liz McGuire's. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking call her Liz McGuire. Liz McGuire's character in this movie, her Kelly, I guess her name is. <laughs> <laughs> so Cadet Kelly's real dad is like an adventure guy, and like he falls down a cliff or something, and she That's can't get a hold of him. That's a fucking job I want to get, adventure guy. Right? He's supposed to be there at her like final like gun ribbon dancing twirling show. I guess I don't know what this is really, um, but she can't get a hold of him. She's freaking out. So then her and this like guy who's there go to find him, and he like had gotten hurt, and they like rescue him, and then she like goes back and like does this performance that's all i remember about connect kelly (laughs) this sounds like a great movie i've never seen it want to watch it but i made a vow a solemn oath to myself years ago on the top of a mountain before this show was even a concept before i knew it was going to happen i just knew that i had to make this promise and that was i can't not vote for something that stars katie seagal i can't i'm sorry i had to vote for it i love futurama is my favorite show of all time i actually love married with children i think it's very funny it doesn't hold up absolutely not but it is funny. It wasn't built to hold up at the time. It was like, even yeah, at they, the time. They they're knew. like, this is offensive currently to the eighties. Like they were like, alone. should we build a strong foundation for this show? And like, nah, balsa wood, tissue paper. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you because how I said uh, in the last episode where Xenon is my number one spot. Luck of the Irish is my number third. Number you third were, is my yeah. third. Smart House is my number two. Oh, I love this movie. Smart I love House this movie is so, so fun. So much. I wanted to live in that house more than anything so you have this kid and i believe this is ryan merriman right this is where we get our yes our our first i believe introduction to ryan merriman i believe this is before luck of the irish such a cutie but he's here him he lives with his dad and his sister and then he gets this opportunity where it's like oh they built the smart house like enter in so this is the first instance i had ever seen of calling into the station on multiple phones to try and win the contest he does that he sends that he has a couple of computers open i don't know why he has so many computers in this house he learns how to like make bots like essentially what we would now consider to be like (laughs) twitter bots or whatever to like rig the competition in his favor he spams it so that his family wins this house because i think it's like his dad's going on dates and he doesn't like yeah, want to replace his, his got, mom yeah yes and so he's like well we get a house that takes care of everything so that we don't need a mom so we don't need to replace mom because i am a child and i can't deal with this because i'm a understand. child and it's my responsibility as a decom child to fix my family with the housing market the way it is right now there's no way someone's giving away a house on a phone call thing a not smart a chance house as well this house had everything. Oh man, being able to just be like, okay, so I'm thinking about it right now where I'm like, oh yeah, you could you could uh, tell the fridge what juice you wanted and it would, pr- like they have shit like that now though, probably, right? Maybe. Like, I mean, I the reason why I want to watch Smart House more than, more than most things is I want to see how close technology, like where are we at technology wise to this reality? Because it feels like, because <laughs> you know, like you, have your, you have your Alexa, which kind of acts as like what they call the pat here. Mm-hmm. But it is funny to me that like, at least not from my knowledge, but I obviously wouldn't have been paying this close attention in 1998 or 1999 to like the privacy concerns of a smart house. Oh like, yeah, hey, that shit's on the cloud, everything. Yeah, hey, why is this? So this whole thing's mic'd up. Where's the Where's the sound going to? Who gets this? Who gets our, our audio? Like, I don't think anyone's asking this question, which now is like the big reason why like my partner is like, yeah, we're not getting in Alexa, but I'm like, but smart house. She's like, no, that movie terrified me as a child. The idea that there could be that much tech in your house. And I was like, but it's the dream. I've given up to the point where I'm like, you know what? I, I already sacrificed my security in so many ways that I oh, should yeah. at least get something out of it. And I, right. I, 
I'll take the comfort out of the like, yes, Google, I will tell you where I was shopping yesterday. Not that you don't already fucking know, but you give yeah. me some Google Play points so I can rent a movie from it. Yeah, right. what am I going to possibly say that they're interested in is what I always say. We're like, the <laughs> yeah, government's right? listening to you. Like, say what? This stupid fucking podcast I put out every week? That's for free <laughs> on the internet. Please do listen to it, but yeah. download it on your favorite podcasting app instead of Download it, it in every room phone. of your smart house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey, gov- government agent who's listening to this because it's just like your job. Hey, man, could you just like go press play on the Spotify though? Like, and just run <laughs> yeah, it through like- that so we get the download since you're just listening to it from the mic off my phone right now yeah. I, like, we could use those downloads dude like quit the brother up. about it to talk about security though there is an entire point in here where like i think the cre- the cre- there's a creator of the house she like programmed the whole thing and the dad's kind of into her and so ryan merriman starts to see that and he's like no 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 can't be having this so then he reprograms the smart house he shows he makes her watch like he makes kids all watch yeah. <laughs> watch like my three sons and like a bunch of these old Brady bunch and stuff yeah, yeah. old old timey like mom shows and then she becomes like super strict and overbearing and then it gets into this point where she's like I have to protect this family and like straight up locks them in and yes, like the only a way store. to protect this family is to make sure they never live yeah. <laughs> And it gets, oh. and I feel like at the end, there's a whole thing where like Ryan Merriman's like, do you see how she, she threw her arms around us to protect us from the storm? You could never do that. And like shames this house after he <laughs> turned it into this. You'll never have arms house. No matter how hard you try. Yeah. My dad can never fuck this house. Even he's, even though how hard he's tried. <laughs> Uh, I will I, say I, I always loved the idea of being able to like program and like because it has like a wake wake up call feature right yeah. where there's like a wall in your bedroom turns into something. Here's his turned into like a tropical rainforest with like gentle chirping of bugs and insects and it was just hell yeah. I remember I believe they were like I want to play mini golf and the house transformed into a mini golf course at one point. It's like, yeah, what? yeah, like maybe. I think here's the thing about the difference between these two movies is that they present something as cool. And one of those things actually was the other one, not so much smart house. Very cool idea. Going to military school to learn how to flip (laughs) guns. It's not as cool as you're trying like Disney, you're selling this. So I don't know if you got money from like big private military school and they were, you know, that was a government funded propaganda film. Yeah. Because they're really trying to sell like, no military school is so cool. Check this out. Like I don't know if (laughs) ROTC was paying them money under the table, but they are selling. They had the two big, I think that's my problem is like you had the two biggest stars and you're trying to make them sell that this is cool. And it's like, but it's not when I got thrown out of ROTC. What? I'm not I was shocked, in ROTC yeah, my freshman year of high school because I wanted to play on the flight simulators at lunchtime. And they realized about halfway through the first semester that I wasn't going to cut my hair. I wasn't going to do any of the other stuff. I was just using them for the flight simulators at lunchtime. So they threw me out. I love it. That's great. Oh, we do have to talk about the coolest part of Smart House, though. Before Is we that do a- that, we're locking in Smart House, right? Yeah. I think we have. I, I got to lock in Smart House. Here, okay. Th- th- here's the thing that like reminded me and I was like, oh, this, this is the best thing was they threw a party and then their dad's on the way home and the house is like throw everything on the floor and they fucking throw all the cups and all of the (laughs) trash and everything on the floor and the floor absorbs it yes and all (laughs) evidence is gone and i'm the laziest fucking person and my house is always a mess and i would love to just fucking table sweep everything (laughs) yeah right the floor please the floor soak up all this cat hair and just trash and empty coke bottles and garbage that i'm just too lazy to do on my own please please stop me from being a dirty filth person floor it is such a bummer that 
that there wasn't like some engineer right now who was like, would have been our age and saw this and is like, or maybe there is, and maybe we're just a few years away, but like that, I like that there's an engineer is like, no, I saw smart house and I'm fucking working on that floor. Don't, don't you <laughs> I worry. Got an idea. I'm getting this fucking floor for you because we gotta be getting there. I think this also, correct me if I'm wrong too, this movie as you know, there are great soundtracks or great song moments in many of these movies. I believe this one maybe has the best one, if I'm remembering correctly, that this is where we get the song Baby When the Lights Go Out by Spive, the band. Oh Baby man, we're gonna have the lights go out. Every single walking bound is one. No, no yeah, one. I was don't remember. I remember that song. But I think it goes down in the in the specifically the uh, the party, the party scene when they they got those nineties oh, movies. All right, oh, so we got on. Smart House going up against Halloween Town, right? Yes. Yeah. How can you beat a house that's smart? I mean, I love standing next to giant pumpkins. That's all I know about Halloween Town. There's big pumpkins there. Everywhere you go, costumes and pumpkins. Sounds great. Trash floor. Sounds better. You guys have seen both these. I need you to take me on a journey to convince me one way or the other. Yeah, this is this is rough. And like cool. I said before, legally, I don't think I made a blood pact. I don't know if I can vote against Katie Seagal. I think, oh my God, my blood pact is about to be forged here. Oh no. I promised as a young child that I would follow LeVar Burton into the dark. Wherever that general led me, I would go. LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow fame directed this movie. What? Yes, Which that's a real movie? thing. That's a very real thing. LeVar Burton directed- What movie are you talking about? You can't say this. Smart House, Smart House. We're talking about Smart House. You're talking about Katie Seagal. Smart House. LeVar Burton directed Smart House. <laughs> um, I will I will also say, Nick, it was not Baby When the Lights Go Out. <sighs> it was by five, but it was slam dunk, the funk. Ah, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the obviously jump, better the song. <laughs> and she oh, throws yes. The, she throws the, uh, the pink- like jacket onto a house plant and it's on the house plant so it doesn't get absorbed in the floor and that's how the dad finds out they had a party. Yes. Yeah. Which is just like bullshit because like the sister could just say, yes, my that's my pink jacket. It's just my, but yeah. Whatever. Fucking didn't want to be a narc. I know this is really difficult because Halloween Town is so classic and holds such good like memories of being like younger, but Smart House was like, this is so cool. Hol Halloween Town. I mean, the thing is Halloween Town spawns like at least two more sequels too. Halloween Town. Yes. Has, three more sequels, I think. I, that's what I was, I think it's three. I think you're right. I think, I know that there's for sure. There's Calabar's Revenge and then there's Halloween Town High. Yes. Which, which Kimberly J. Brown is in those. And then they have another one that I didn't watch. They replaced her with Sarah Paxton. Yes, that is exactly what, the return to Halloween Town. Yeah, didn't watch that. Yes. So it's, so, I mean, that's the thing is like, obviously Disney for, I, I mean, we all loved it. We obviously loved Halloween Town so much that like, we just needed, we needed to go back there. We needed to revisit this world and live this life where, I mean, not that you were going to make a sequel to Smart House too, Smarter House. <laughs> the although, smartest house. Yeah. Although I don't know why you should have. Smart car. Could have gotten crazy. Smart, smart car. But I, I I'm going to lock in Smart House. I, I, I just really... Ah oh, man, I just want to see it one more time. I just need to, I need to relive it. I need to relive the magic of Smart House. Okay. I've recently seen Smart House. I've never seen Halloween Town. I feel like I'm missing out on the Halloween Town trend, but I made a blood oath. Oh, damn. He did it to her like that, y'all. He put <laughs> Megan in the smart. hot seat. Let's do it. I got, I'll go Halloween Town. I'll, I, I made a blood oath. I'm breaking it. I think what? Yeah, what the fuck? You have a blood oath. That's I'm breaking bad. it because I don't want, I want Megan to choose because I've never seen Halloween Town and I've recently seen Smart House. So I feel like I'm, I don't want to watch it again. And I just watched it. I, I feel like it's interesting, Nick, that you say you want to relive the magic of Smart House when Halloween Town's a one full of magic. But Fair. like, <laughs> there's, I mean, I guess, that, you know, the magic, the magic of, a, of, of a technology. Carpet. 
this is the true magic carpet I want. I don't need to fly around on a, on a carpet. I just need a carpet yeah. to clean up my shit for me. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> That's the magic I want out of my carpets. Yes. yes. Fuck. Okay. You have the coin at your disposal if you would like, or you can make your choice. I didn't use the coin on Xenon versus Luck of the Irish. And I feel like I can't use it again because like, this isn't, th- that was more of a true matchup for me to where I felt like I couldn't decide between the two. And as much as I love Halloween town, I think smart house overall is the better decom. Boom. Let's Boom. go. Let's That's go. That's what I wanted smart to happen. House. I just had to give it a choice to you. Had to let you make your own decisions. He, so that Cody, you, so, he's Cody, like, no, I didn't actually, no, I didn't actually break my oath to Katie. I knew how it was going to end. So, <laughs> my oath, my blood oath remains intact. Wait, Cody, are you gaslighting our guests, our guest host now? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Hey, can we go off mic, Cody, and talk about that? No, that's not cool, bro. <laughs> don't, don't manipulate our guests to get what you want out of them. Call me Cody, the invisible Cody's hand. My from now DM on. for two years. He's very used to putting me into moral dilemmas. <laughs> he knows he knows exactly how to play you like a fiddle, like to put you in. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, we have Smart House going into the final four. And that is it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Friendly Competition. If you want to help out your boys, here's some things you can do. Wherever you see us on social media, like, share those posts. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review five stars please and then Megan where can they where can they support you at yeah so you can find me over at the crit show podcast.com uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts we are an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast we play monster of the week primarily but we do jump around into other powered by the apocalypse system games so if you ever have any interest in like not just listening to cool rpg podcasts but like learning how the mechanics work we're great source for that we do some cool stuff just in the story of playing as ourselves so like my name is megan and i can do cool stuff so like if i was in a a universe where i had powers it'd be just what i do there you can join our patreon for one dollar a month gets you access to our aggressively welcoming discord community where we have a bunch of cool shit going on um and then some other tiers give you access to like some really cool bonus content swag we have other shows and just really great content and opportunities for people to check out nick sidebar nick megan and ears, my earmuffs. Mm. Nick, their website is so much fucking cooler than ours. Did you, you go to that's their website? Your, it's Megan, fault. right? She's got they got an animated picture of Megan. Not animated, but tr- like hand drawn picture of Megan right on the front. Why don't, why don't you drop photos of me and put them in our website then? Dude, it's like this is like some professional shit. And we're we got her here and we're bringing this Bush League. Well, we're gonna have to talk about this after. Yeah, we obviously we're obviously we shot for the moon on a guest and we got one who's way more professional than we are on this situation. Okay, we'll get it. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, come on back. Okay. Yeah, you can follow us. Also, yeah, we're good. On our very cool website, you can definitely go check out our also awesome website. Yeah, our website's really good. So good. I mean, honestly, maybe better than yours. Yeah, way better than theirs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. and uh, you can follow us on all of our social media as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a sixteen-team tournament you'd like to see us do, just like this one that Megan gave, sent us, email us to us at Friendly Competition Podcast at gmail.com or go to our really rad website that makes her website look like trash, FriendlyCompetitionPodcast.com, and go to contact and submit through there. And as always, shout-outs to Charizard for our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it, folks. Group D going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. I'm Megan Yellowboy. And I'm Cody Leo. See you on the boat.